Hey everybody, it's Brad here. Before we get started with the show today, I wanted to take a minute and let you guys know about our coaching program we run here at Macros Inc. We believe that every person on the planet deserves to live their healthiest and best life. A qualified nutrition coach and personal trainer can be the key to living that life. At Macros Inc., we provide fully customized one-on-one nutrition coaching and online personal training that has changed the lives of 10,000 people and counting. We offer a two-week free trial for our nutrition coaching, and you can get started risk-free today. Just go to macrosinc.net slash services and sign up. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Take. We are closing in on episode number 100 for the year. Today, we're going to be talking about how fast you should lose weight or how quickly you can gain muscle, how to build a culture of excellence, why people are human and that they should be making mistakes, and why you should water the bamboo. Let's get into the show. All right, our nutrition insight today is less of a nutrition insight and more of a kind of physiology insight. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about rates of weight loss and rates of weight gain. And I think oftentimes we think about them very similarly, but they're very, very different processes. Um, And so I just kind of want to start with a, a big difference. One is weight loss is really determined primarily by energy deficits, which can vary in terms of size and time frame, right? Like you can lose a lot of weight very quickly. You can lose a lot of weight very slowly. You can use a little, lose a little weight very quickly. And that process is less determined by physiological control mechanisms and more just by a calorie balance. Now there are some control mechanisms there, but they're not quite the same as they are on the other side. And on the other side of the equation is how quickly can you add muscle tissue? And this process is much different than weight loss and in that it's constrained by really how quickly can your body build tissue? How many raw nutrients does it take to do that? What is the time frame for it to do that? And then how often can you give your body the signal to grow? Weight loss is much less constrained. And when you think about what people can or should be able to do, the window of weight loss is pretty wide. So most people, on average, if you have a standard calorie deficit, you can lose somewhere between about a half a pound to up to three pounds per week, depending on your overall body size, right? If you're somebody who's six, seven hundred pounds, you can lose a lot more weight really quickly. So you may be closer to three, four, five pounds a week. On the other side of the equation, if you have a lot less to lose, let's say you're 140 pounds, you may lose a half a pound to a pound a week. And this is really determined by the calorie deficit, which is how much you eat versus how much you expend. And the more you expend, the greater your deficit can be because it's often easier to expend more energy um, than to just continue to cut calories to, to zero. It just doesn't work long term. So weight loss is really somewhere between, let's just say, about a half a percent to a percent of body weight a week is a good rough metric for probably the first four to six months of of a really focused dieting cycle Um, with people on the lower end of the body weight 
towards the lower end and the higher end of the body weight on the higher end of that, about 0.5 to 1, maybe 2% per body weight per week. On how quickly you should be able to add lean muscle tissue, it's kind of actually the opposite. People on the smaller end of the spectrum likely can gain more weight than somebody who's kind of at their genetic potential. And these people really, I would say, about a quarter of a pound to about a pound per month is kind of what we see for most people who are not kind of drug enhanced can gain. So if you're on the smaller side of the spectrum and you're a female, it may be closer to about a quarter of a pound a month. Um, If you're a kind of male in their peak years, maybe about a pound or two pounds per month. So those are kind of rough heuristics for rates of weight loss and rates of weight gain. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back to the business insight. Today's business insight is something that has really been on my mind for the last several months. Um, As we're gearing up for 2022, and I think about what we have to do as a business within Macros Inc., and also just some of the conversations and environments I've been around lately, is I'm really thinking about how do you build a culture of excellence and how do you build a culture in an environment that makes it normal to have uncommon expectations. So I think about the culture that we've built at Macros Inc. And I'm very proud of the company culture that we've built. Um, We have a lot of people who are incredibly good at their jobs. We have a culture that's fun. We have a culture that's honest. We have a culture that's transparent. Um, We have a culture that holds each other accountable. And the one thing that I'm trying to think about how I wrap my head around is how do I translate all of the great skills we have into building a culture of excellence and making it normal to have uncommon expectations. So I think a lot of times we have, in the, especially in the business world, is you get maybe founders or leaders who have these big visions and who are willing to push, 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 push to get there. But then you end up with you know, employees who don't really have the same work ethic, the same understanding, and, and nor should they, right? Um, but what I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to work towards is how do you build that culture and that work ethic and that view of the world to where, hey, we are the best at what we do. We are excellent. Every day that we show up, we're going to be the absolute best version of ourselves. And you know what? We're going to over-deliver to such a degree that it blows people's minds, right? I'm going to go above and beyond in every situation and over-deliver to my clients, to my colleagues, to my industry, to my community. And I'm not going to expect anything extra in return from other people. I just value excellence to such a degree that uncommon expectations are now going to be commonplace within our organization. So how do you build that? Um, you know, one, there, there's a lot of ways to go about doing that. Um, I think one of them is obviously leading by example. I think if you want a culture like that as a, as a leader, you have, to, you have to show those qualities, but you also have to realize results matter. And you can be doing all the things right 
the process-oriented stuff, which is great. I'm a huge process-oriented person. But you also have to get results. And one of the things that I think I'm learning from just taking from other people around me is there's kind of two approaches to excellence. One is be ruthless in the execution of the minutia to where there is no way that you can fail because you've prepared every tiny little thing. Or there's the idea of just be brutally effective and efficient at focusing on what matters and jettison the rest. And the example I'll give is, um, I'll use basketball as an analogy. John Wooden was 100% the former, right? He would spend like the first full day of practice teaching guys how to put their socks on and tie their shoes so they don't get blisters, right? That's the like focus on the tiniest details and that you need to be excellent from the tiniest detail all the way up to the most important thing. And then you have, um, on the other side of the equation, at Gonzaga basketball, one of the very interesting aspects of what they do is Mark Few is very good at, he only cares about what really matters, right? So if practice is scheduled to start at 12.15, a lot of coaches are like, 12.15 on the clock, anybody who's not there by X amount of time is like running all practice. His philosophy is like, hey, practice starts at 12.15. I want everybody there by 12.15. But if somebody's late from class or something happens or somebody gets caught, like coach gets caught in traffic or something like that, and they start at 12.22, he's not going to waste a practice with having some guy on the sideline run. It just doesn't make any sense. They're going to get everybody there and they're going to practice and they're going to be brutally effective at what they do in practice. And so those are just two very interesting perspectives. And I think it's, it's a matter of, what does your organization look like and how do you get the most out of people? And so, you know, how do you set uncommon expectations? The only thing that I have right now to go on in terms of doing that is those expectations just become what they are and you keep working until that becomes commonplace. There's no magic secret to it. There's no way to get there. It's like, hey, here's the expectation and we're going to, Keep working on it until that becomes normal. And then once that's normal, what is the next uncommon expectation? And then we keep working on that as a group until we get there. And the best part about that is not only does your whole organization improve, but you teach everyone in your organization what they're capable of. And whether they stay with you for their whole career or they go out somewhere else in the industry, you've now built people who have brought the entire kind of ecosystem up with them. So that's my business insight for today. We'll take another quick break and we'll come back to the last segment. All right, what am I learning today? Um, This is more of a reflection and it's, People are human and they should be making mistakes and growing. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of stuff in the news over the last few years of, you know, people getting canceled, people, you know, going through all sorts of stuff. And this may be controversial. I don't know. This is not really a political discussion. But really what it is is I think a lot of times we lose sight that people are human. Right? Part of being human means making mistakes and growing. Like that's literally what going from being born to a adult and probably your 30s is, right? Is you have to learn a lot about the world 
And that requires making mistakes, right? Like we're all basically machine learning algorithms. We have to just like have our functions weighted and that to get us to the right answer. And that means you're exploring new areas. You're discussing new ideas. You're being exposed to things that you're not comfortable with and you're making mistakes. And those mistakes are what allow you to grow as a person. And I think one of the things that we forget is people are human. They're going to make mistakes. And they should be making mistakes. That's how they learn. Nobody's born perfect. Everybody has to make mistakes to improve who they are as a person. And a little bit of leadership is constraining environments for people so the mistakes they make don't ruin their lives. Um, But you also have to have the ability to let people make those mistakes and then teach them. Let them learn and let them grow. So that's what I'm learning today. Um, daily win. We have a completion date for our project, our construction project. Um, it's going to be right around the 27th, 28th, 29th of October. So that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty pumped about that. That's just going to be one less thing on my plate um, to deal with. And then it'll be done going into winter. And then the last one is uh, the daily learning lesson, which we've been doing something called Team Growth Mondays, which I actually took from uh, the Gonzaga men's basketball team. Um, Travis Knight over there implemented it. He's a great guy. And so I've kind of been using some of those concepts within our team here at Macros Inc. And uh, one of the concepts that's in, that, they, that they've used is when we think about success and what winning teams do, we can kind of use bamboo as an analogy. And this is a quote from a book. When you plant the bamboo seed, the seed doesn't sprout for four years. You water it and you water it, and you water it, and you don't see any results. There's no immediate return above ground. Meanwhile, a root system is taking form underneath the surface. So when it does sprout, the tree has a root system that will support its growth. The bamboo tree is the quickest to grow to 90 feet. So what are you doing today to plant your roots, and do you have the patience to water the bamboo? That's it. I'm Dr. Brad. I'm out of here. I will see you guys on Thursday.